Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to Banking on Cultura. I am your host, Victoria Jen Rodriguez. And I'm so excited for you to be here because the next few episodes are going to take you on a behind the scenes journey of what went down at the Secure the Big Bag and Love Unapologetically Summit. I hosted this event in November, 2023, along with my partner, Kara Arwell, and we just got so much great feedback and literally lives were transformed that I wanted to bring this to the Banking on Cultura community, especially as we are approaching a new year and thinking about who we want be right and why do we want to be this person and what is it going to take in order for us to get there so i welcome you to join me on this journey of how you are going to increase your streams of income entering into 2024 but most importantly how are you going to love yourself unapologetically and those around you that you care about so grab your notebook grab your pen because mega gems were dropped and i hope you use this information and really think critically about about, you know, how am I going to set myself up for success as we enter this new year? And I brought in the best of the best experts to break this down. So there's going to be tangible strategies that you can actually implement immediately. And make sure when you tune in that you subscribe and leave us a review. I want to know what you think, y'all. I want to make sure that we are constantly providing you value. All right, y'all. So enjoy. So we wanted to start this event with a fireside chat between Kara and I to kind of get you guys in the loop of how this even came about. So for those who don't know me, I'm Victoria Jen Rodriguez. I'm a master mindset and business coach. And Kara and I got acquainted because through the Female Collaborative, which is my nonprofit, we would host events every single year. And like many of you probably in this room was obsessed with Kara and I was like, who is she? She's like the Carrie Bradshaw of our time. And I just, the Mr. Big. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, it took Carrie a while. It took her a while. And I always knew that I wanted to work with her, right? And so I was like, I got to figure out a way to do this. And so I did what many of us do when we want to connect with people. I hopped right in her DM. And I said, hey, I'm hosting this event. Are you interested in speaking? Now, this is a good takeaway for folks because sometimes people are intimidated to reach out because they're like, oh, they have so many followers or they're never going to respond to me or they don't check their DMs. Listen, people are in the DMs, okay? That's where the business goes down. So reach out if there's someone you've been wanting to work with. So I reached out and she was like literally within seconds was like, absolutely, I'm in. So she spoke at one of our events and killed it. In 2020, right before COVID. Yes, right before COVID. Oh my goodness, yes. Right before COVID. And after that, I was like, okay, now we got to create something together. This was over three and a half years ago. And, you know, COVID happened. So that was that. And then last year, I hosted an event called Gender Wars, which you guys are going to get the part two of today. And Gender Wars was all about basically, you know, the tension that exists between high performing men and women. And I reached out to Kara because Kara is in a transition. Go ahead. Well, you actually posted about it and I pitched you. Oh, I said, you. you were like, you should come to this. I said, no, I want to speak at this. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't remember that detail, but all right. So look at God. So, okay. So that's how she came to speak at that event. It was amazing. We got incredible feedback. So one day, Kara and I decided to link up after that event to just get to know each other better, right? And chit chat some more. So... Like many great ideas, this idea of the summit was born in a wine bar 
<laughs> as we were talking about, you know, the Gender Wars event. And I was like, you know what, Kara? I want to host another yearly event, and you should do it with me. And at first, Kara was very hesitant because Kara doesn't do events. She's the talent, right? That's what we call it. She's the talent. She doesn't organize events. I'm not right? detail-oriented, you guys. I had a, This is very out of my comfort zone. So after a couple of glasses of wine... <laughs> Got me drunk. And I finally yes. convinced her, but I convinced her because both of us are in this state of transformation in our lives, in our careers. I'm very much moving into a space of really helping women start and scale up businesses. Kara is transitioning to a space of really doubling down on relationships. And so the idea came about to host the Secure the Big Bag and Love Unapologetically because there's no other event like this that exists. Usually you will find people are either talking about money and business, and that's it, or they're talking about love. There's never a hybrid. And so Kara and I believe that we now, more so than ever, need more love in our lives. Can I get an amen? And we also need to secure the big bag. Can I get another amen? <laughs> and so we felt that by keeping the two separate, we are really not highlighting the significance of living a truly fulfilled life when you're able to create that hybrid. Because either one has us in a chokehold. We're either worried about love and our relationships or you're worried about money. And they impact each other. Like if you're stressing out over a relationship and you're trying to like understand, read text messages from some guy all day, you're taking time away from your business. If you're in an unhealthy, unfulfilling marriage, let's say, that's draining your energy, right? So like everything impacts each other. Totally. And so we wanted to be innovative and be the first to create this hybrid. And shout out to everybody in the room who believed in the mission and the vision and who gets it, right? Who understand that there is power in creating that hybrid. For sure. So I feel like a lot of you guys have probably heard some of like my business mistakes or failures, if you will. I don't believe in failures. I actually believe everything's an experience. And I've talked extensively about that. I don't want to talk about that today. I want to talk about the changes in my personal life. So I was married for 10 years. And my husband was like a huge part of my business. Just like, you know, we had like a great friendship, a great partnership. But the relationship aspect of it wasn't really what I wanted it to be. So I got a divorce in January of 2020. A lot of things happened that year. <laughs> it was the year that I was turning 40, and I just knew that I wanted more. And I was looking at the way that I handled my business and my life, and I never settled in any way, shape, or form when it came to business. And I was like, why am I settling in my marriage? And it was tough for me because there was no like problems. Like There was no drama. We didn't fight. We were like best friends, but it just wasn't enough. And somebody said to me, wanting to leave is enough. You don't need a whole reason. You don't need to you know, be apologetic about it or feel bad or feel, feel guilt. And I think women struggle with that. So I did. I got a divorce. And it was an amicable split. And then I found myself as this like newly single, successful 40-year-old woman. And it was a very different woman than when I was 29, right? And like just starting out my business and learning things and you know, not like where I am today. And I noticed that my relationship started to look very different. And I was like, if I feel this way and I'm struggling to meet people who are on my level and giving me what I want at this new standard that I was living, there's got to be other women out there that also feel the same way. So I kind of just like went on this like path, like just, I just started to talk about it. I have a podcast, it's called Styling Your Mind. If you guys don't know about it, subscribe, please and thank you, leave a review. <laughs> no, but I started to just like have like honest conversations about what I was going through and I was getting this overwhelming response from women who were like, thank you for like talking about this. Because I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about relationships that failed 
or just struggles in general with like dating and love. So I became obsessed with the topic. So this moment in my life that was like really sad and like transformative turned out to be like one of the best things that ever happened to me. And it put me on this new path and I feel super fulfilled. And now I get to talk to a whole new group of women about a whole new topic. So I think that some of those moments can really change us for the better. Yes, and your blog is also a vibe. Thank you. Like, like I said, Carrie Bradshaw of our time. Like, I love it. So my story, obviously I have all the crazy boy stories as well, but I want to focus on the transformation in my professional life. So I'm a corporate hustler turned serial entrepreneur. I was in corporate for about 15 years, worked on Wall Street, consumer product goods. I even worked on legislation in Washington and Albany. And my last corporate job, I was heading up talent management for Johnson & Johnson. And they came to me and asked if I wanted to relocate to Tampa. Now, I know some of you are meeting me for the first time, but I'm definitely more a Miami girl. No shade to Tampa. So I gracefully bowed out, took my severance package, and went on the hunt for a new gig because corporate and I got along very well. You know, I was traveling on their dime, staying at five-star restaurants, I mean, star, five-star hotels, and it was a vibe, right? I had no beef with corporate. So I was going on interviews, making it to final rounds. Some of you might be in this process now. And I wasn't able to close. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And so I took it as a sign. I took it as a sign from God to bet on myself and see how far I would go. And that was seven years ago. And since then, I've launched multiple different businesses, tried to find my way. The first one in my family to start a business, so had no mentors or anybody that I could really go to to show me the ropes. So a lot of it, when I first started, was trial and error, right? And here was a time where, technically, I wasn't laid off, but yeah, I was, because I no longer had a job anymore, right? And I needed to figure out how I was going to reinvent myself. And one of the major themes of today is reinvention. We want you here to have an open mind, an open heart, right? So you can truly receive all of the gems that are going to be dropped on this stage, given all of our amazing experts. It's the signs, right? The fact that you're here is a sign. The fact that you chose to invest in yourself is a sign. So got laid off, started my first business. Seven years later, here I am hosting this amazing event with these beautiful folks in the room. And later on today, you'll hear more of the behind the scenes of who I am and why I am. But I wanted to make sure that you guys knew how significant this time is and how mindful you have to be even if your mind is full. That's from one of my favorite poets, De La Vega, right? Be mindful even if your mind is full because a lot of us are being stretched in so many different directions right now, so many pressures, right? And we're also in our own minds, right? We're also in our own minds, which brings me to the press calling me the imposter syndrome killer, right? So I mentioned to you guys that I'm a master mindset and business coach. So a lot of the work that I do now after... 15 years in corporate, seven years in the entrepreneurship trenches, right? Now I understand how important it is for us to master our mindset, how important it is for us to understand what imposter syndrome really means, to understand how important it is for you to constantly pour into yourself and constantly build your confidence, right? So that is going to be major themes that you're going to hear out here throughout today. So we wanted to start with an exercise to make sure you guys set the tone, Right? Set your intention. That is the first prompt. What is your intention for today? Do you guys have a piece of paper? Can you write it down? 
What do you really want to walk away from this experience with? Do you want to share yours? Sure. So mine, this is on the spot. I didn't think about Sorry. that. But, you know, since we started curating this experience, my intention has always been to provide the tools and resources that everyone in this room needs in order to thrive, but most importantly, to be happy. Right? We always think so much about our professional accolades and about what we've accomplished and, and what we can check off our to-do list and, and what degrees did we get and the new raise that we got, the new acquisition, whatever it is. And we always tend to put our happiness last. And so that is a big part of the love component of today and a big part of my intention in making sure that you guys don't lose yourself as you continue to aspire, as you continue to thrive, as you continue to develop into the best version of you, make sure that you're taking you along that journey, right? So that's my intention. What about yours? Hmm. I didn't think about it either. I think for me, I really want to enjoy being out of my comfort zone. And I think that's a huge lesson in business, like trying new things, even though I resisted coordinating and hosting an event like this. Like Victoria said, I'm usually a speaker. And it's scary, if I'm honest. I've never sat up here and interviewed people. I do it in my pajamas on my podcast from my living room, not in like a feathered, you know, outfit. 10 million <laughs> downloads, by the way. Almost 11. Talk to shit, girl. No, but I really just want to enjoy like being out of my comfort zone and like learn. I just want to learn. I think as a teacher and a coach, I'm always helping others, which is my passion and my heart, but like really just take the time and like absorb all the knowledge coming from our incredible speakers today and you guys, the audience. Yes. So everybody got their intentions? Wrote it down? All right, so this next one is, this is a spicy one. This is actually something that came up. So I turned 40 this year, and I went to Costa Rica for a retreat. I went to two retreats while I was out there because I wanted to reconnect with my soul. Like, I wanted to find myself again. I wanted to figure out, what do I want this next decade to be about? And also, like, who am I? in this new era, right? And who do I wanna be? And what do I need to let go of? How do I wanna show up? And so one of the journal prompts that came up during that retreat was, what do you find yourself quieting so the world is not offended? Write it down, guys. What do you find yourself quieting? All right, and the next one, what beliefs do you need to let go of in order to step into your next level? So what beliefs keep you small, hold you back? What do you need to release in order to get to the place you want to be? And some examples of that could be like, you know, I'm not a person who has money or I am not deserving of love. Like something that you've told yourself, a story that you've told yourself for whatever reason. I think we all do that, right, throughout the years. So what needs to go? And then the next question is, we interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Ooh, this is really good. You should know about this. So I don't know about you, but I've been known to procrastinate, especially when things scare the hell out of me. The fear alone would have me stuck, overwhelmed, confused, and all types of self-doubt. And don't even get me started on the imposter syndrome. Okay. okay. After getting laid off, not once, but three times, honey. I realized that the security blanket that I made up in my head was just an excuse because I didn't really want to bet on myself. The corporate benefits that had me in that headlock, girl, huh, they went out the window once my job decided that they no longer needed me. Turns out that I'll save a whole nickel 
if I cut your salary completely. The truth is, the only security blanket guarantee is the one that you create for yourself. In other words, until you start a business, you will always be at the mercy of a company's headcount and you will never have complete control over your time, which means you'll be renting out your thought leadership and helping build someone else's dream instead of your own. If you've been waiting for a sign, this is it. Don't you think it's time you stop playing small and tap all the way into your power sis? Check out www.victoriagen.com training to learn my three-step process, the exact three steps that I took to make the transition from corporate to entrepreneurship. And this is helpful even if you don't know what type of business to start and have only one source of income. And this is absolutely free. It is my gift to you. I want you to win. It's winning season. In fact, what's that? It smells like winning season. Okay, so tap in and I'll see you inside the training. Let's go. Who do you need to become to operate at your fullest potential? Who do you need to become? These are bangers. I like these. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can come back to these questions at any time. Like, that's what I, like, love so much about just coaching and what we do and, like, self-development. Like, this is stuff I think we should be asking ourselves all the time. Anytime you're, like, you know, starting a new venture or getting into a new relationship, the beginning of the year, 2024 is coming very quickly. It's a couple weeks away. So this is, like, great stuff to journal on, like, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day is, like, we're starting a brand new year. <laughs> Okay, I'll share. I was like, we were at the mixer and I'm standing there having my drink and this guy walks in that I had gone on a date with like a year ago and it didn't work out romantically, but we stayed good friends. And he just happened to be walking by and he's like, I saw you in the window. And I was like, really? He's like, I couldn't miss you. And I'm like, oh, I had like crazy dress on. And he walked in and we like had drinks and we actually reconnected. Like we started texting and again, it's not like a romantic thing, but that's a great actually like story to talk about how love, which we'll get into in relationships, and we were talking about this. I was talking to somebody about this earlier. Like platonic relationships can really teach us a lot as well. So I think it's something to, to recognize, right? We're always on the hunt for a boyfriend or a husband or a girlfriend. Like sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's just friend love that helps us grow. I feel like that was a safe one, but okay. <laughs> I did not sleep with him ever. Is that what you want to know? <laughs> I would have if I wanted to. I didn't want to. Let's get the tea here. Let's unwrap it. I wanted it. step more. Let's I gave you more. do it. So Kara and I, I think one of the reasons why you and I connect so much is because we are transparent and we share a lot. We're also both Tauruses, so <laughs> that could be it too. But, you know, we have built our brands around vulnerability and around sharing the stuff that sometimes people feel icky about or feel very uncomfortable about. And for Kara and I, we found power in that and freedom in that, right? And so this is why I posed this question about, hey, let's share something we haven't shared publicly. Because we share so much publicly, what are we actually holding on to for us? And do we need to be mindful of that? Right? Yeah, I've thought about that a lot in terms of sharing my relationships. I shared one post-divorce relationship that I was in and it fell apart. And then I had to hear like everybody on Instagram sending me messages. Where's John? Where's John? I don't see his pay. I'm like, what do you think happened to John? <laughs> Did he like explode and like spontaneously combust? We broke up. But like, I think moving forward, like I'll keep like the special relationships private because you do need something for yourself when you are the face of your brand. I think you do need to be mindful of that. So in popular news, Lori Harvey right, is an example of always has her relationships out there on Front Street, and it gets people in a ruckus. 
right? And all these judgments and you have all these people saying, oh, but it's her, she's the problem, or oh, she's not doing this. It can be the same when you try something new in your business, right? It can be like really scary to actually like let the world know like, hey, I have this new product, I have this new service, because if it doesn't work out, then you're gonna have people with the judgment, right? And saying like, oh, well, why didn't it work out? Oh, she must have not been good enough. Or, oh, he, he must have not made that much money. He's lying. Or whatever it is. And it kind of, you know, deters us from really sharing with the world what it is that we're working on. And then we get in our heads and we just don't do it at all. And we're like, oh, forget it. Like, I'm not even going to start that new business. Or I'm not going to even launch that new product because it might fail. And I don't want the shenanigans. <laughs> right? I don't want to be judged. I don't want people to look at me as a failure. So can we talk about, you know, we wanted to make sure this conversation spoke about fuck-ups, right? And things that really didn't work out for us and how we were able to use that to our advantage. So do you want to kick that off for us? Yeah. I mean, I'll tell the story that I, I say this a lot, but for those of you that don't know me, so I'm an author. I've written, I'm working on my 10th book right now, which actually is about relationships. <laughs> we're going to get that out of the way and then I'm going to keep the rest of them private. No, but I, my first book, I started writing it in 2008 when I launched my blog and I told everybody that I was writing a book, like, you know, not that I had a ton of like followers, but like everybody in my life knew I was pitching this book. I had an agent, like I thought I was going to get a book deal and the book got rejected, not one, not two, not three, but 19 times by 19 publishers. And I think most people would have been like, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to like start on another dream now. And I was like, no, like F this, like I'm going to self-publish my book. And I did, and I self-published all of my books and wound up getting a book deal years later. But like, I really had to like, tell people what I was doing. And at the time, self-publishing now is like, a great option for people. And I think with personal branding and social media, like back then, Instagram didn't even exist. So if you self-published when I did it, you were looked upon as like, a failure. Like You weren't good enough to get a book deal. You, know, you had to like, do it on your own and you know, carry your books around to events. And I did. I used to roll my little granny cart in Brooklyn to the bookstore and like sign my books. But now all these years later, I've actually capitalized on that. And not only did I get a book deal, a double book deal, six figure double book deal, I went back to self-publishing and I launched a course on how to self-publish that regularly brings in multiple six figures a year in my business. Mm -hmm. So you can take anything that like screwed you over or like that you quote failed at, monetize the hell out of it and help people in the process. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why that has been so successful for you is because you've shared that mm -hmm. and you've let people know, I'm human just like you, right? A lot of us tend to think that we need to pretend to be someone that we're not in order to be successful or in order to fit in that room or in order to get a seat at that table, right? When in actuality, the more vulnerable you are and the more open you are to actually sharing real stuff that happens to real people, the more people will want to gravitate towards you, right? And want to invest in you and want to be just like a part of your world. And trust you, right? I don't trust people that act like their life is perfect. I just can't relate. Like, I want to know what happened, what, what went wrong. And I don't think you have to tell people. I think this is a question that I get. I know you probably get it too. You don't have to tell people while it's falling apart, right? They say, like, teach from the scar, not the wound. So, like, process it. Take the time to process whatever you're going through and then find a way to tell that story. I like that saying, process from the scar, not the wound. I like that. Yes, I like that. So my quote unquote failure story, and when Karen and I were preparing for this conversation, we were like, we have to share failures. And both of us were like, failures? We didn't have no failures, like, because we don't view it that way, right? It's, it's a mindset shift that took time 
for us to get here. But failure is really just, again, another opportunity for you to reinvent yourself, right? For you to make something out of nothing, right? And so I told you guys I was technically laid off. And prior to that, I was laid off too. I was laid off like three times during my corporate career, right? And that last time I was laid off, I let everybody and their mama know, like, hey, I'm looking for a new gig. Like, hook a sister up <laughs> if you know anything, <laughs> like, you know? So everybody knew that I was on the job market, and so I would constantly get the questions. Oh, did you find something yet? Did you find something yet? And I had to be like, no, I haven't found anything yet. I haven't been able to close, right? Again, a reminder in my head, like, why am I not closing? Like, what the hell? And so at the last straw, when I decided, like, you know what? I took the sign from God. I'm going to bet on myself. I was invited to a very bougie invite-only dinner. And at that dinner, I actually saw one of the people that I interviewed with. His name is Sal Mendoza. He heads up diversity at NBC. And I see him at this dinner, and I'm like, okay, this is awkward because I didn't get the job, right? And I was like, okay. And then my mentor that was there was like, you should ask him why you didn't get the job. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. I should go ask him. And at that time, I had already publicly announced that I started my business. And this was going to be my new venture. This is what I'm going to do, right? So I walked over to him and I was like, hey, I just want to get some feedback from you. Like, why didn't I get the gig? And he said to me, you know what, Victoria Jen, it doesn't even matter. We felt it wasn't a cultural fit. That's really what it ultimately came down to. But I know you started your business, so let's talk about how I can get NBC involved in that. And they have been a client of mine for the last seven years. Again, layoff, didn't get the job, right? So this is another example of why it's important to also not burn bridges, right? Also the saying, rejection is redirection. Mi gente, did you hear? Banking on Cultura is also on YouTube. So if you're into the visual thing, if you want to see our reactions and get into these fits, honey, make sure to look up Banking on Cultura over on YouTube. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to make sure and leave a review. This is super important because this is how we're measured on the different audio platforms. So if you want to hear more of Banking on Cultura, if you were vibing, if you had takeaways, if you just enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a review. I appreciate you so much. Until next time.